John Brown's body lies a moldering in the grave While weep the sons of bondage whom he ventured all to save But though he sleeps his life was lost while struggling for the slave His soul is marching on Glory, glory, hallelujah glory, Welcome glory, to War of the Rebellion Stories of the Civil War. I am your host, Leon, and it's good to be back. And this is a reading of the regimental history under the Maltese Cross, Antietam to Appomattox, The Loyal Uprising in Western Pennsylvania. From 1861 to 1865, Campaign's 155th Pennsylvania Regiment, narrated by the rank and file. Dedication of Monument, erected by Pennsylvania to commemorate the charge of General Humphrey's Division, 5th Army Corps, Army of the Potomac, on Mary's Heights, Fredericksburg, Virginia, December 13th, 1862. And of course, this wouldn't be a Civil War regimental history without a pamphlet to read. Dedicatory Ceremonies, Fredericksburg, Virginia, November 11th, 1908. 11 a.m., the assembly. Music, Tansel's District of Columbia Band. Invocation, by the Reverend J. Richards Boyle. Captain and Assistant, Q.M., U.S. Volunteers. Address of Welcome, by Major Robert W. Hunter. Representing Honorable Claude A. Swanson, Governor of Virginia. Address of Welcome, in behalf of the Confederates, Judge John T. Goodrick. Response by the Governor of Pennsylvania. Address and Transfer of Monument to Edwin S. Stewart, Governor of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. George F. Baer, President of the Commission. Unveiling of Monument by Miss Letitia A. Humphreys, daughter of the late Major General A. A. Humphreys. Music. Star-Spangled Banner. Reception of monument by the Governor of Pennsylvania and transfer to the care of the United States Government. Governor Edwin S. Stewart. Acceptance on behalf of United States Government. The Assistant Secretary of War, Robert Shaw Oliver. An address by Colonel Alexander K. McClure. Music by Tansel's Band. Benediction. Unveiling of General Humphrey's Monument. Fredericksburg, November 11th, 1908. Responding to the invitation of the state of Pennsylvania to the survivors of Humphrey's division in the Battle of Fredericksburg, the 155th Regimental Association accepted the free transportation to Fredericksburg and return for the ceremonies of the unveiling of the monument to Major General Andrew A. Humphreys on November 11, 1908, to commemorate the gallant charge of his division on Mary's Heights, Fredericksburg, December 13, 1862, led by General Humphreys in person. The association also voted to hold its reunion and campfire in the courthouse at Fredericksburg, on the date of said unveiling. 
upwards of 100 comrades of the regiment attended the dedicatory services and reunion. The unveiling exercises were attended by the Honorable Edwin S. Stewart, Governor of Pennsylvania, and his entire staff in full uniform. Adjutant General Thomas J. Stewart, Colonel Charles A. Rook, Colonel O.S. Hirschman, Colonel A.J. Logan, Lieutenant Governor Robert S. Murphy, and Assistant Secretary of War Robert S. Oliver. On behalf of the state of Pennsylvania, Governor Stewart, in an appropriate address, presented the monument to the United States and introduced Colonel Alexander K. McClure of Philadelphia as the orator of the day. The monument was unveiled by Miss Letitia Humphreys of Philadelphia, daughter of General Humphreys. The General R. E. Lee Camp of Confederate Veterans of Fredericksburg and the Sons of Confederates in uniform took part in the procession and marched with martial music through the town to the National Cemetery. Escorting upwards of 500 Union veterans of Humphrey's division forming the main column. The attendance of the 123rd Regiment survivors from Pittsburgh at the exercises was remarkably large on the occasion. Private William Withrow of that regiment, having served as one of the Monument Commission, was in attendance in that capacity, in charge of the dedication ceremonies. This regiment was so long and so closely associated during their term of service in Camp Humphreys, and on the march and in battle, Alabax Brigade, with the 155th, that comrades of the 123rd became, on return to civil life in Allegheny County, particularly fraternal and intimate with their former comrades of the 155th. In a previous chapter, descriptive of the itinerary of the latter regiment, is narrated the escort duty and farewell exercises of the 155th on the departure of the 123rd for Pittsburgh. In May 1863, after the Battle of Chancellorsville, among the well-known 123rd veterans who visited Fredericksburg on this occasion, with their comrades of the 155th, were Major H. K. Tyler, Major R. E. Stewart, A. P. Birchfield, Frank P. Cohen, Daniel Ashworth, W. W. McClelland, Andrew S. Miller, Captain John S. Bell, John Bradley, Dr. B.B. Smith, and others. The veterans of the 123rd visited the National Cemetery and left mementos on the graves of their fellow comrades, whose names are marked there, one of whom was the gallant Captain Daniel W. Boisel, who lost his life in the forefront of the battle on Mary's Heights. Among the prominent survivors of the charge of Mary's Heights, who attended the Humphreys Monument unveiling, and the courthouse reunion and campfire of the 155th Regiment, were Dr. Thomas D. Davis and the Reverend J. H. Gilson of Pittsburgh, and all of whom served in the ranks of the 133rd Pennsylvania Volunteers. Wartime pictures of these comrades are herewith published being of curious interest to the readers of the present generation. 
After the conclusion of the dedication ceremonies, Colonel Allen, in company with a number of comrades of the 155th, wandered off among the graves of the unknown dead, somewhere among whom was the mound of the brave color corporal Charles Bardeen, and deposited sprigs of evergreen upon the green sod of the unknown heroes. In the chapter descriptive of the charge on Mary's Heights, readers will recall the incident of the death of Corporal Bardeen, and the pathetic fact that Colonel Allen and other officers of the regiment made diligent but unsuccessful searches for his body, and therefore it was buried among the unknown dead. Regimental Reunion The program of the Regimental Reunion, held in the courthouse, consisted of addresses by Colonel S.W. Hill, Chairman, John T. Porter, Secretary, an oration by Colonel E.J. Allen. The address of welcome was delivered by Honorable John T. Gulrick of Fredericksburg. Remarks were also made by Captain Daniel Ashworth and Andrew S. Miller of the 123rd Regiment Pennsylvania Volunteers and Sergeant James A. McMillan, Private Charles F. McKenna, Charles A. Walter, and Surgeon Wilson of the 155th. A number of Confederate veterans also entertained the reunion with interesting reminiscence of the great battles of Fredericksburg, Chancellorsville, the Wilderness, and Spotsylvania, all these battlefields being within a radius of 10 to 15 miles of, and within easy access from, Fredericksburg. The Union veterans availed themselves of the opportunity to make excursions to those fields of carnage in the Civil War, and many more delegations extended their visits to Richmond and Petersburg. This event will long be remembered by the visiting veterans as a most interesting occurrence. These survivors of the 155th Regiment in attendance were grouped for photographing at the foot of General Humphrey's monument. Miss Letitia Humphreys favored the survivors of her father's command by occupying a position in the group being photographed. The comrades of the 155th were justly proud of the presence at these dedication ceremonies of Colonel E.J. Allen, their commander in the famous charge on Mary's Heights, and of the distinction accorded him of being the only surviving regimental commander of the eight Pennsylvania regiments composing Humphrey's division and the forlorn hope. Fear not, O ye men of battle, that your lofty deeds sublime shall grow dim to coming ages or be lost to future time. Allegheny County Soldiers Memorial Hall The magnificent temple, shown on preceding page, to the memory of the soldiers, sailors, and marines of Allegheny County who fought in defense of the Union and Constitution in the War of 1861 and 1865, was erected pursuant to almost unanimous popular vote of the people of the county 
appropriating $1,250,000 for said patriotic object. On the 11th day of October, 1908, during the week devoted to the celebration sesquicentennial of the capture by the British forces under General Forbes in 1758 of the French Fort Duquesne and the erection of Fort Pitt, the exercises of the laying of the cornerstone of the Soldiers' Memorial Hall were conducted by the Grand Army Association of Allegheny County. This organization and the Union Veteran Legion Encampment organized the movement for the Memorial Hall and met with most generous and cordial approval by the citizens, the public press, and general sentiment of the county. Commodious meeting rooms for posts of the Grand Army and Union Veteran Legion have been provided and handsomely furnished. Provisions for Museum of Relics of Civil War, also auditorium of capacity of 3,500 for meetings, campfires, and public entertainments are included in the designs. The names of upwards of 26,000 soldiers and sailors of the county are by law directed to be inscribed on mural tablets, together with lists of battles, casualties, etc. Ample corridors, spaces for statuary, busts and medallions of distinguished soldiers of the county have also been arranged. By special recommendations of the grand jury, approved by county court, life-size statues of the following soldiers who fell in battle commanding Allegheny County troops are directed to be placed in the Memorial Hall. Funds sufficient for said objects to be specially reserved, viz. Major General Alexander Hayes, 63rd Pennsylvania Volunteers, killed at Wilderness. Brigadier General Conrad F. Jackson, 9th Pennsylvania Reserve, killed at Fredericksburg. Colonel Samuel W. Black, 62nd Pennsylvania Volunteers, killed at Gaines Mills. Colonel Oliver H. Rippey, 61st Pennsylvania Volunteers, killed at Fair Oaks. Colonel James H. Childs, 4th Pennsylvania Cavalry, killed at Antietam. Colonel John W. Patterson, 102nd Pennsylvania Volunteers, killed at Wilderness. Major Frank B. Ward, 15th Regiment Pennsylvania Cavalry, killed at Stone River. Captain Robert B. Hampton, Hampton's Battery, killed at Chancellorsville. Colonel William H. Moody, 139th Pennsylvania Volunteers, killed at Cold Harbor. Private William Montgomery, 155th Pennsylvania Volunteers, killed at Appomattox, April 9, 1865. And that is going to be the end of our rather short episode for this week, although I'm just kind of easing back into it. Next week, we will be covering Memoirs 
and Sketches by a variety of different writers. Going to be very interesting. I think you guys are going to find these very fascinating and great to listen to. Now, first I'm going to get into my notes for this episode, which won't take long. And then after that, I'll talk about where I've been and what I've been up to and kind of what I think is going to be happening for the rest of the year moving forward. We are, after all, almost done with this regimental history. Now, let's get into these show notes, shall we? Now, as someone who has attended military dedication ceremonies oh my, all my life, it seems like, specifically, um, I can think of maybe one that's similar to this, which is a dedication ceremony for the 5th Regiment in Camp Pendleton for veterans in Afghanistan and Iraq at Camp Pendleton there. I mean, they're all pretty much like this. If you've been to a military dedication ceremony, they haven't changed. And I imagine, you know, with some veterans or folks from older conflicts, they know exactly what I'm talking about. As I was reading this, I just put a smile on my face because I'm sure there was Roman legionnaires out there who were doing the same thing. So, although I think they had to have a lot more memorials than we did because, boy, were they busy. Anyway, so for this episode, go ahead and pull out your phone. Hop on your computer or your tablet. Head right over to www.rebellionstories.com. And under this episode, which is titled Reunions and Dedications Part 5, you will find all of the photos involved in this section, which there are many, so come check them out. They're pretty cool. And I tried to find some really good videos on YouTube already of the Soldiers and Sailors Memorial Hall, as well as Humphrey's statue at Fredericksburg, and none of them really exist in the way that I wanted to share or to watch, where they're really educational videos, where it's just about the statue or just about the memorial hall and kind of the things that are in it, like, say, the statues inside the memorial hall. But nobody's really done it at all. So... I guess we're going to have to do that <laughs> at some point. So uh, anyway, that was very disappointing. There's a couple out there, but none of them were really worth it. So anyway, moving on to the future of the podcast, we're getting to the end of this regimental history. Guys, we only have 100 pages left. And then and, and this regimental history is filled out to the very end. So we'll be reading, I think, almost to the very last page. But then we move on to the next one. I'll probably take a one-week break, and then we'll move right on into the next regimental history, right? We've got a lot to get through. <laughs> oh, boy. And when we do move on to the next one, you guys can't get mad at me, because I, I think you're straight up spoiled with this regimental history when we get to some of the others. Some of you are going to be like, what is this? Only one person writing this whole thing, and it's not 800 pages long? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Such complete regimental histories like this one, they're not all this good, okay? And we're not going to do all of the good ones right away. So, you know, there's going to be some regimental histories that we're going to be reading. It's just a guy who's just writing. But of course, the next regimental history that we're going to be reading was written by a woman. 
which makes it very interesting as part of Americana history. Now, moving on from that. From where I was over the last week, I was in Las Vegas, and it was a blast. And I had a great time seeing the sights and checking out the attractions. Gosh, it was great. And I made it my mission to visit all of the Italian-themed hotels, which was really great. And I wasn't staying at any of them, but I'm proud to say I walked to each and every single one of them, and I wanted to explore kind of their vastness and take a look at their statues, and I mean, it was just great. In one day, I had 32,000 steps, (laughs) which I really enjoyed. I don't think my fiancé did. (laughs) By the time I left Vegas, I had taken more than 70,000 steps, or walked 33 miles in total, just in downtown and surrounding Vegas. Now, that may seem like a lot, but you got to remember, I covered 30 miles six months ago in a Union Army soldier's full gear and uniform over three days, and that was being slow, 10 miles a day. Oh my goodness. I had very comfortable shoes on, too. And these guys back in the Civil War would do that in a day. So, you know, I'm doing it for fun. Not because I'm being forced to. Not anymore, anyway. So, anyway, with that, my friends, that's the end of this episode. Please, please rate my podcast on your favorite listening app, whether it's Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, or Amazon, Stitcher, or where I get my most listens. Podcast Addict. So, thanks for listening, and I will see you in the next one. Bye-bye. Old John Brown's body lies a-moldering in the grave While weep the sons of bondage whom he ventured all to save But though he sleeps, his life was lost while struggling for the slave His soul is marching on Glory, glory, hallelujah For his soul is marching on John Brown was a hero Undaunted, true and brave And Kansas knew his valor When he fought her rights to save And now though the grass grows Green above his grave His soul is marching on Glory, glory, hallelujah Glory, glory, hallelujah Glory, glory, hallelujah For his soul is marching on He captured Harper's Ferry with his 19 men so few And frightened old Virginia till she trembled through and through They hung him for a traitor, themselves a traitorous crew But a soul is marching on Glory, glory, hallelujah 
of the Christ we are to see Christ who of the bondman shall the liberator be and soon throughout the sunny south the slaves shall all be free for a soul is marching on glory glory hallelujah glory glory hallelujah glory glory hallelujah for his soul is marching on The conflict that he heralded He looked from heaven to view On the army of the Union With its flag red, white, and blue And heaven shall sing with anthems Or the deed they mean to do for his soul is marching on Glory, glory, hallelujah Glory, glory, hallelujah Glory, glory, hallelujah For his soul is marching on of freedom then strike while strike you may the death blow of oppression in a better time and way the dawn of old John Brown has brightened in the day and his soul is marching on glory glory hallelujah glory glory hallelujah Oh